Good morning, everyone. Welcome to your day. Today is Tuesday, October 24th. I don't know what welcome to your day means, but it's Board Games FM powered by Theology of Games, and I'm Jeremiah Isley. Thanks so much for tuning in for another day of board game conversation. And I'm going to keep the spooky game conversation and I guess birthday party game playing conversation going all in the same, uh, you know, two birds, one stone, I guess. Anyway, so another game that I'm hoping to play this weekend that could fall under the spooky theme, I suppose, when you think about it, and I'll explain why, is Cutthroat Kingdoms, which is a new release from Alderac Entertainment Group, also known as AEG. Cutthroat Kingdoms is a very socially deductively type of game in which there are up to six players playing and you're all trying to everybody's playing a house you know you're you're a family or a lineage of of a kingdom and you're trying to become the most prestigious or you know bring other houses down and rabble things like that there's all kinds of side allegiances that can happen there's actually a point in the game where you can have one of your descendants marry a descendant of another family and then you become aligned with them and you start working together against the other players on the table uh, there's a phase where you can poison people so that you have to have your royal tester test the food before you partake of it at the feast at the very end. So it's not necessarily spooky, like supernatural spooky, but it's very murder, backstabby, intrigue kind of game where uh, you are more afraid about what's going to happen to you in a mortal sense. So let me know what you think about that. Has anybody played this one yet? I've kind of breezed through the rules. I haven't really had a chance to put it on the table. I really, as soon as I saw it at Gen Con, I was super intrigued and really, really wanted to get a hold of it. So I'm looking forward to putting this one on the table. Let me know if you've played this one, if you have any tips for me or anything like that. Just uh, use that call-in feature here on the Anchor app. And you can also comment as well here on the Anchor app. And of course, you can always find us at TheologyOfGames.com. There's all kinds of ways that you can reach us via email or social media, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, all of that. So anyway, let's get the conversation going today. And uh, hopefully I won't have to bust out my walker this weekend as the rest of the Board Games FM crew is insinuating. All right, we'll talk to you soon. This is Board Games FM powered by TheologyOfGames.com. And I'm Jeremiah Isley. Thanks for listening. Hey everybody, you're listening to Board Games FM, powered by Theology of Games. This is AJ, just want to take a second of your time to talk about something that uh, was very disappointing for me um, last night in um, some of the games we were playing. 
And I don't know if it quite falls in the realm of mechanics and or rules, um, but I'll mention two of them briefly. We decided to play a dual encounter last night in, uh, what was it called? Uh, Descent. So we were playing two encounters that went back to back. It was a single quest broken up into two parts. We spent a good hour in the first part. The heroes lost, but we didn't lose terribly. We were able to gain some items and abilities and things throughout the quest. We were pretty thrilled about that. Got to the second encounter and we were destroyed in no more than five minutes. And it was just so disappointing that the heroes were not even set up to have a chance. We talked about it with the Overlord and all the different possibilities of things he could have done differently, we could have done differently. We didn't see in any way that this scenario could have gone any better for the heroes. And it was just so disappointing to see a breakdown in a game like that. Now, fortunately with Descent, I played many quests and many parts of the campaign, and I've never seen anything like this before. Hopefully I don't again. I was That was disappointment number one, though, last night. Our second disappointment was in a lightweight deck-building game, Lord of the Rings deck-building game by Cryptozoic Game. If you played any of their deck builders, you know that they're all pretty much the same. There's villains that you're trying to kill or arch enemies, monsters that you're trying to kill for victory points um, while drafting cards throughout the game. And so you're killing small enemies and large enemies. And once the final enemy is destroyed, the game is over. So we were, for the first time ever, we cracked open the impossible mode arch enemies. And uh, it was sad because they only had one more power of defense than the regular enemies. So I thought, well, that's kind of stupid. So we decided to play with them anyways because the regular enemies aren't that hard to begin with. And we got to the last enemy. This, was, this is the worst thing that's ever happened to me in gaming. It's, it's the stupidest. I, I just, I don't, even, I don't even have words to describe what happened. Anyways, we get to this last card. It's Lurtz, the character from the end of Fellowship of the Ring. And it comes out, and his ambush effect is this. Reveal the top card of your deck. Oh, wait, I'm sorry. First of all, pick an even or odd number. If the cost of the top card of your deck is not what you picked, you automatically lose the game. Are you kidding me? We've sat here for 45 minutes, 50 minutes, building a deck, gaining points, and you want to tell me to pick between an even or odd number? You want to give me a 50-50 chance that the whole game depends on that you've been sitting there for? Now, even if they would have done it in another way, like um, draw five cards, and if the cost of those cards don't equal over 10, you lose. Even if they would have done it like that, I still would have been mad. But are you really telling me that you want to give me a 50-50 chance on even... And that is going to determine if I can continue playing the game or not? No way. There was a game, it was a really cheesy game, it was a party game called We Didn't Play Test This because that was one of the conditions in a game like that. Oh, choose an even or odd number. If you choose an odd number, you lose. It was like, oh, this is the worst game ever. How could they take something from the worst game ever and add it to a semi-decent game? Just infuriating. So I guess what I want to say is, have you ever had a game that's had a mechanic or a rule that's come into play that you just think, I will never play with that rule again, we will make house rules, we will destroy that, we're not using that, or just something that was completely shocking in a mechanic. So 
I know that for me last night, this was the worst experience I've ever had with a game. I want to know if, uh, oh, by the way, I did lose. I chose the wrong number. I chose even, drew an odd number, and we decided to allow me to keep playing. I won the game, but I couldn't help like feeling I lost the game because on a technicality or the real rules, quote unquote, I lost, but whatever. So what did you, what have you experienced? Have you experienced anything like this? Let us know, post a comment, call in. As always, check us out at theologyofgames.com. Check you later. Hey, Jeremiah. <clears throat> so I grew up loving board games. They were my favorite thing ever. I don't play them as much anymore, but I was in, so I have a question for you. I was in Singapore and I was in, I walked into this board game store and there was this new game that they had, and it was the the whole premise of the game was basically you had it was a card game, and all of your cards were organs, and then you had other cards that were maladies, and you had to basically attack your family's organs and make them die, and so that you would be the only one with organs left. But I can't. I looked online, and I can't find this game anywhere. And I don't know if you've heard of this because it seemed really funny and clever. Um, but yeah, I haven't been able to find any info about it online. So if you know anything, would you mind letting me know? Hey, Joe, this is AJ from Board Games FM, powered by Theology of Games. Just wanting to answer your question about that game where organs are attacking other organs with maladies. That game is actually called Organ Attack. It was a Kickstarter about a year ago, and um, it's a pretty fun game. It's, I sat around and played it a couple months ago with some friends out on their back patio and we just laughed and had a good time as we were playing it. And so if you want to pick it up, it's a pretty lightweight game, but, uh, and it's, it's very simple. There's not much to it. So if, it, if, you, if you're someone who likes games that are more in depth, maybe this one's not for you. But if you just want a nice little party game, something that's going to make you laugh, this is definitely the one. It's, it's really fun. Organ Attack. Check it out. Well, that's going to do it for another day here at Board Games FM. I'm Jeremiah Isley. Thanks for listening. Thanks to the Joe Bigelow for calling in and talking about a organ harvesting game or uh, what AJ redid uh, a little bit of research there and actually had played that game, Organ Attack. Uh, if you like games that fall in that category, check out Viral also from uh, Arcane Wonders. Just released at Gen Con this year, and it's a game in which the game board is a human body, and it, there's different areas that are different organs or uh, areas of the body, and you're trying to send diseases into the body to sort of uh, make this guy ill and control the areas of the body with your particular type of disease. So there it is. There's more... I guess that falls under the whole spooky games uh, conversation we've been having. But anyway, thanks so much again for listening today. Be sure to come back tomorrow as we will continue our fun gaming conversations here on Board Games FM, powered by Theology of Games.